Good evening. Trying to figure something out over here and I'm not having much luck. I hate these iPhones. Let's see what we got over here. I should practice doing more live streams. Uh, yeah, you should, I guess. Okay, let me see. Okay. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Do you guys want to talk about uh, the Balenciaga scandal? Um, yeah, that's, uh, you know... It's not something I like to talk about a lot, but um, I feel like it's worth noting at least. Uh, I mean, gosh, the scandal, yeah, yeah. You don't think it's a it's a scandal that they had um, like inappropriate stuff with with kids? And that seems like a um, yeah, that seems like kind of scandalous to me. I feel like, of course, reactions like that are um, you know kind of kind of per the huge. Um, I think that a lot of the mainstream news sites were talking about uh, the QAnon conspiracy about uh, the thing that's obviously not a conspiracy was that they had inappropriate uh, pictures in their um, ad campaign at the very least. And um, a lot of people were pretty grossed out by it. And um, they had lots of questions. <laughs> um, again, like, you're a conspiracy theorist if you just notice things now. You know, like, uh, if you have two... Obviously, Jesus gave that guy eyes to see. He's given us eyes to see. And you, you're a conspiracy theorist if you just notice things and you mention it. <laughs> hey, uh, that thing they just put... I mean, it's kind of like the whole thing with the New World Order thing. Um, the New World Order conspiracy. And it's like, um, I just posted a video of them just saying it. Uh I got a compilation of like all the presidents saying we want a new world order. Um, I'm a conspiracy theorist because, hey, I think they want a new, I think they want a, a new world order. I think maybe, is it a conspiracy? I mean, it's like, it's written on the back of our money. Norvus order secorum. New order of the age. Um, yeah, I think they're kind of telling us what they're doing. So now it's a, you're a conspiracy theorist when you have, I don't know. It's weird to put kids in like bondage outfits on an ad campaign. Um, yeah, if that makes me weird, um, yeah, I guess I'll I'll just go right with it. What, what am I? What are my thoughts on the KKK? Um, I'm against. I think that I think they're evil. I think it's evil to to you know like obviously judge people based on their skin color. I think. Uh, yeah, I know it's another secret society that, um, <laughs> it's one of the many evil ones. How about that? How about that? It's kind of like all the other evil ones. You know, they don't worship my God. I know that much. Yeah. I mean, I don't, what, what other kind do, is there, you want some nuance there? <laughs> yeah, I'm against them. What do, what do you think about it? Are you, are you for, you for them? Is that a uh, controversial? 
Yeah, that's a that's an odd question. Yeah, I'm against um, inappropriate kids stuff. I'm against racism. Um, I'm against uh, you know evil. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 do you think? Yeah. So um, but yeah, I, I started to notice that that was that was kind of the main theme on there. That was that was like just pointing it out was conspiratorial now, and obviously. It's not a conspiracy. They took their whole page down. They're, I think they had 14 million uh, Instagram subs. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, they also had, uh, like, I guess the one of the, I was a model or photographer, took all their, took all their stuff down. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, like, maybe they had more stuff to hide. Obviously, I'm sure they did. Um, what was it? Uh, they actually had, uh, the photographer. I mean, if you guys don't follow my, my boy on YouTube, uh, Max Powers, he's Parasite TV. He had a pretty thorough, um, YouTube video about, uh, the Balencia scandal. And it was, like I said, it's not something I like to talk about. I mean, cause obviously this stuff is troubling it was interesting because i just so happened to be watching um re-watching the uh the first season of uh true detective have you guys seen that show true detective is a that's a it's an excellent i mean i would say that i mean the subject matter in, in true detective season one is dark it's super dark and you know actually i got a confession to make uh that i started watching true detective season one and I was thinking like, man, I have been, talk about how blind I used to be. I'm watching, I'm watching that season and it's crazy because at one point Woody Harrelson talk, starts talking and saying, I, I'm taking these writing classes. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm looking to get into this true crime uh, genre where he's, he's talking about writing true crime and he's talking about talking, going through old case files. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting because the show's called True Detective. He's trying to do true crime. And then it just hit me. Wait a minute. Is True Detective about based on true stories? And I looked it up and I was like, you idiot. Of course it is. And so if you guys saw True Detective season one, it's all about, you know, kid, like wicked sat Satanists and kids. And so obviously, you know, I don't even have to go into the details of it, but I mean, it's like they're they're putting like the witch symbol everywhere. They're doing um, they're finding people with antlers attached, like dead bodies with antlers on their heads. And it's like, hello, Sir Nunos. All the all those things are all over that stuff. And it's like, oh, gosh, it's I mean, especially when it's like the what they obviously hint at in in that season is they're, they're, you know, they're chasing some murderer basically. And then eventually they find out, Hey, he's connected to powerful people. Who are these powerful people? I mean, it's obviously basically hinting at there's an Illuminati conspiracy where it's like, it's infiltrated like this mega church, like a, like a major church schools, you know, the, the pastor in the show is related to the governor. And it's like, how deep does it go? And obviously there's a, terrible videotape in there and it's like the guys are wearing masks it's, it's kind of like eyes wide shut but it's like even more wicked but yeah <laughs> the point of that was 
it's not fictional. It's real. I mean, this is, was based on a real thing. And it's like, oh, it's called True Detective. And it's, see, I think the other seasons I have, I've heard are pretty much just garbage. Um, but the first season is very good. It's got, uh, you know, Woody, Woody Harrelson, uh, Matthew McConaughey. And, um, man, what is this? Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna have to be muted. Yeah, this is, this is, this is annoying. Why do you, why do you keep enough of that? Enough of that. Yeah. True Detective season one. But anyways, obviously this gets right into what we're talking about is the fact that once again, there's these wicked people with kids. Like, gosh, the fashion industry, I mean, if you look into it even a little bit, it's just, it's full of wickedness. Obviously it's not, they don't hide it. But I mean, really, what's going on, man? But obviously when you start to look deeper, I mean, it's like, who really wants to look into this? Okay, so actually, look, I saw this. Okay, so so a lot of people were saying on here that Valencia in Latin translates to Bale as king. Well, I saw like a, a Latin professor from Harvard debunk that idea because you can't, she said you can't really phonetically chop it up like that. Whatever. It doesn't, I mean, I don't even care because they literally had caution tape and it said B-A-A-L. So, I mean, it's like, obviously, they showed it. Of course, you'd look in my, um, whatever my, my cover picture was. I mean, so whatever. They put bail in there. They had another case about, like, I guess, obviously, all these. Like, it, like, it's, like he's not obviously their king. I mean, obviously, they serve the devil. I mean, you, you don't do this kind of stuff unless you do, right? I mean, I mean, I guess that's the point is, like, when you, when you start to look into these things, like, again, why are they doing this with kids? Because they serve the devil. I mean, we, we get into it, you know, we say this and we kind of joke about it a lot, but like, hey, they all, they're all into kids and they serve the devil. Or allegedly, allegedly they might. I mean, let's just say there's a lot of smoke. I mean, they're not hiding it. I mean, I got to say like, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on this subject because I said, obviously, just it turns my stomach. But I mean, one of the things that woke me up, you know, some years ago was the fact all the Epstein stuff. Like, I mean, good grief. Like what when you saw when you saw the, the flight logs for Epstein Island and you find out all the powerful people that are connected to him and you're like, wait a minute. Um, it's got to be more than perversion. I mean, like I, like I knew that. I knew instinctively it had to be more than perversion. Like, what is it? And, and obviously, this is the only thing that can make sense. And obviously, for for us as Christians, anybody with anybody with still a little bit of a a heart, you know, not a debased mind, we cannot wrap our minds around that kind of evil. <laughs> you know what? Thank God that you can't, because this is the only thing that makes any sense is is literally just wickedness depravity beyond measure because they're doing this stuff because there is some kind of power in it obviously uh um, like i said i don't even want to even try to think about the details of it but it really is sex magic um you know alester crowley i mean like that's the crazy part about this when you like another thing they kind of woke me up to all this stuff was getting into like the 
They sold their souls to rock and roll. Joe Schimmel from Good Fight Ministries, and if you guys haven't seen that documentary, excellent. He starts to show, he starts to break down like the the tentacles or the the thread of the tapish in the tapestry of a Lester Crowley all throughout the music business. So Lester Crowley talks about sex magic, and he talks about the most powerful kind, and it involves defiling innocence. Let's just put it that way. Defiling that. So like, so when you find out like the chili peppers, red hot chili peppers, blood sugar, sex magic, Steven Tyler, Aerosmith claim to, to get like fame and fortune from Aerosmith because of sex magic. I mean, so these people are saying this, they're, they're repping this wicked man, Lester Crowley. And, and this is what he's saying works. And guess what? It works because these people are the most famous people in the world. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. I mean, obviously, the results do speak for themselves, don't they? Because obviously, when you look at who's on the list, well, look at who's famous, look at who's powerful. You know, you can you can imagine, obviously, when the, when the devil took uh, Jesus up to that high place, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says, you can have all these things. All you have to do is worship me. Like I said, those people took the deal. They took the deal because what else are you doing on that island? I mean, you got all that money. You got all that fame. If it wasn't because of that, why are you there? They could be any place in the world. Why are they there? You know, I'm telling you, man, like... And I found out later that they said that um, there was a time where Disney had um, like scuba diving uh, like uh, expeditions at Little St. James. Did you know that, guys? There's a connection between Disney and Little St. James. Epstein Island. I mean, gosh, it's just like this is sickening. I mean, it's it's just sickening. I like... There's nothing, there's no other way to say it. I mean, like, obviously I can only spend so much time on a subject like this just because, wow, I, I gotta say it was, it was interesting. And I had a, I had a friend, uh, Jenny Meyer, I was actually chatting with her. I'm supposed to do a live with her sometime on Instagram within uh, this week or the next week. And she she was asking, I guess somebody asked her and she kind of asked me, like, how much is enough when you start digging into this stuff before you have to like, Push it away. And I mean, like it, it doesn't take long on a subject like this that I, I got to say, Ugh, I'm done. I, I, I'm out. I can't, I, can't, I can't take this stuff. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, like I, I mentioned in Ezekiel, when, um, when Ezekiel seems a, a vision of the man in fine linen, and he's telling the angels to go into like Jerusalem, and he's saying, mark the heads of the people who are mourning. The ones who are crying, the ones who are miserable being in this wicked place. And then the ones who aren't, kill all of them. Kill everybody who's not just dis- disgusted by this. And I can imagine that's like Lot. You know, talk about these are these, this is what I'm talking about. I think this is the days of Lot, right? That Lot is in Sodom and he can't take it. You know, like I said, he's like, he's the one, he's like, I, he's so, his spirit is so disturbed by all the things he's seen. And I think this is one of those things where it's like, don't avert your eyes to this, though. 
I mean, obviously you don't have to look at long, but I mean, do not ignore this stuff. I mean, this is just, oh, it's so gross. I mean, because it's like, but, but obviously we need to pray. You know, we need to pray. We need to pray for these people. You know, this is, um, I mean, as, as crazy as that is, I mean, I guess this is where it's like really where the, where the faith and the, the rubber meets the road here about like, hey, pray for your enemies. I mean, gosh, I mean, obviously somebody's on, under some spiritual, serious spiritual attacks to be put into this place. I mean, we pray even them, they could, they could repent. But I mean, I mean, it is, it is one of those pl- things where it's like, I just even think about like in Revelation when the, the saints in Revelation uh, chapter six are crying out from under, under the altar. How long, Lord? How much longer before you judge these people? Um, but I guess at that point, we, we still got to, we still got to pray that they can repent because, you know, the Lord doesn't take any pleasure in destroying the wicked. He wants everyone to repent. So we should too. But I mean, obviously we got to, we got to say something. We got to stand up. We got to be, we got to be heard. You know, we got to be heard here that, um, you know, you can't, like, you can't ignore this stuff. Like, you know, you, you shouldn't. I mean, obviously there's real victims in, involved in this stuff. It's a, it's, it's too much at times, but I mean, I mean, it, it is the people who are supposed to be protecting these, the, the kids are usually the ones who, you know, it's the, what is it? Like the fox in the hen house. I mean, this is what, this is what they're doing. Gross. <laughs> Gross guys. But I had a couple questions on the, uh, the telegram chat. And okay. So I think one of the persons, uh, my boy over here keeps, my boy Randy keeps asking about the mud flood, the, um, what, Tataria and all this kind of stuff. I gotta be honest. I don't believe it. (laughs) I don't believe that. The Tataria stuff is not, I haven't seen anything that's, that seems very convincing. And I think, you know, here's, here's a good, you guys need to pay attention to this stuff. Like somebody, my bro sent me a video today and it was about like this expedition into like, you know, the Amazon and stuff like that. And it's these crazy pictures and obviously they're all black and white and they look, they look kind of real. I mean, obviously we know the photo- the, the cameras aren't that great. So much of this stuff is fake on TikTok right now. I mean, like guys, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived by every conspiracy you see. You know what I mean? Like, even I think Isaiah says, don't believe everything it's a conspiracy, right? Like, yeah, AI images. A lot of these things are fake. You know what I mean? So, like, you got to have a little bit more. You know, you got to have a little bit more evidence when you see some of this stuff. You know, some of the stuff you see is like, which is strange. I'll, I'll give you this as strange. Like, the World Fair stuff, they built some crazy stuff for those World Fairs. And I've wondered about that. Like, like if you look at the Chicago World Fair... I mean, they built that place up to look like, you know, ancient Rome or ancient Greece. And you're like, wow, like, did they really build like this place to look like that just for the World Fair? And I guess the answer is yes. Yes, they did. All right, sister, we'll, we'll def- somebody t- say a prayer for um, my sister over here saying that uh, the seven-year-old daughter, Haley, CPS kidnapped. Wow. Yeah, pray for her daughter, please. But yes, there is, um, the, the Tataria stuff is just not, I don't find it convincing. 
Somebody he asked if um, they added a thousand years to our timeline or they took a thousand years away. I'm not sure which. I I just don't know where you can kind of get really good evidence of that. Um, I mean, honestly, though, I'm not going to say it's, I'm not going to completely outright dismiss all that stuff because when you start looking into the lies, I mean, they go pretty deep. But I mean, at some point, here's the dangerous part: is that I've seen people who are like on the preterist uh, camp of like eschatology. And if you don't know what preterism is, they believe that Jesus already came back in like 70 AD. And then like we're in the thousand years millennium. And like, so all the things like the, the Bible has been messed with, all these things, they have no root. And I mean, like when you start getting into that stuff, it's like you, it's a dangerous place to be. Put it this way. What if they're right? What if they're right? Then, you know, what? I'm going to trust in Jesus Christ. Like I'm like I'm trying to do right now. And I will do that until the end, because it's like if I get if I get to the great white throne and said, I believed you, God, you know, I believed I believe what your Bible said, because your Bible didn't say anything about this. Whatever your word is, I believe that more than anything. And, you know, I tried to love people the best. I tried to forgive. I tried to give grace. I tried to help people. And yeah, I mean, so that's, I guess that's the answer no matter what, right? So I'm supposed to, you're still supposed to walk in faith. I think, but anyways, the, um, but I, we can, I guess we can debunk the whole idea that Jesus came back in 70 AD. Well, let's, let's, here's how we know it's not true. You know, what's the easiest way to, to, to rule out preterism. This is actually very comforting because like people say that like Jesus came back in 70 AD. Because because that's when the temple got destroyed. Well, John wrote the book of Revelation, and like I think they they estimate that he he wrote it between like ninety four and like ninety six A.D. Like Nero wasn't wasn't the, wasn't the emperor then. It was it was Domitian, because because Nero didn't uh, he didn't exile anybody. He would have just killed John. So so it was Domitian exiled him onto the island of Patmos. So take heart, guys. The book of Revelation was written after the temple was destroyed. And I think that is why, that's why in, in uh, Revelation 11, he sent the, they send uh, John in to measure a temple. You know, you don't measure a temple when it's there because they already know how big it was. Because Ezekiel measured the temple. Remember in Ezekiel? Well, they, he was measuring a temple that didn't exist either, right? Because the temple had already been destroyed in Ezekiel's time. So John is measuring a new temple, one that hasn't been built yet because the other one is destroyed. So therefore, no, it hasn't all happened yet. And plus, obviously, Jesus is not here, so he's not back yet. I mean, like, it, come on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, what do you, do you think this is the millennium reign? Is, did, you, did you think it might be better than this? Yeah, the answer is yes. Um it's my my hope my hope in what God says is much better than this right here. Obviously, as we're talking about the stuff we talked about earlier, the Balenciaga stuff, of course the millennium is going to be better than this. I mean, obviously, Jesus and the saints are going to be ruling. Where are those where are they at? <laughs> like, you know, where are they at? I mean, no. Obviously, does Jerusalem look like it's got it all together? No. So where is Jesus at? Is he rolling there? 
I tried to, one of these predators I, I, I'd seen, he was trying to say that, um, that Jesus was ruling from like in the earth. He was like under there. Jesus is not hiding under the earth when he comes back. He's coming back from heaven. Everyone's going to see. Everyone's going to know. There's not going to be a debate if he's, if he's back or not. He's going to be here. And obviously things will be better because obviously he's just, he's righteous. He's the best. What are we talking about? Well, we talked a little bit about the Balenciaga stuff and then I got a little nauseous. And then, um, and now we moved on to Tataria, the mud floods, um, fake AI pictures. Um, I guess somebody was talking about the, so I've, I've seen a lot of people send me this stuff, the Cabbage Patch Kids. Okay. Do you guys know anything about these Cabbage Patch Kids stuff that keeps getting sent around? I don't, like, it's weird. It, it is weird. I'll give you that. There's all these weird pictures of like, you know, kind of these postcards where like these, um, it's almost like old Photoshop looking stuff of like these, these you know, little babies. It's, it kind of, you know what it kind of reminded me of? The, the photographers who, who, you know, they, they get like newborn pictures and they post like, um, I don't know, like the kids in like little kind of, um, yeah, like, I don't know, plant outfits or something like that. Yeah, they kind of, I don't know. I find it a bit weird. Um, but yeah, obviously the Cabbage Patch Kids, looking back, that was bizarre. And then you start seeing these pictures. And like I said, it's hard to authentic. The authenticity of these things, who knows? But obviously they're not real pictures. I mean, so like obviously, I, I mean, I know they didn't grow kids in Cabbage Patches. So because, you know, you guys know how babies are made. They're not they're not planted in the ground like that. So, I mean, I know that, so I know that's not real. Um, the real question is, is it a, um, is it, is it hinting at something more disturbing of like how these kids were like, was it, was something like these kids were for sale or something like that? The garbage pail kids. I remember the garbage pail kids. I mean, I gotta be honest. I had some. Yeah. And of course, one of the, one of the big garbage pail kids was the, was the evil eye. It's always been, it's always been around. The stuff is not, the stuff has gone nowhere. Yeah. I mean, of course, as a, as a boy who did look at the Cabbage Patch Kids and think, this is so stupid. Like I did actually think the Garbage Pail Kids were kind of awesome because it was, it was a mockery of that. Um, but no, it's, um, no, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really believe that the, the kid, the babies were grown in cra- Cabbage Patches, but I do believe that I mean, obviously, just like as we were talking about earlier, the the hints of all the kids stuff, like the the, the things that are in like the, the fashion industry, they're in, um, you know, like I said, True Detective season one, based on a true story. It's the stuff is real. I mean, we've always talked about like the um, the, the the sex trafficking, the child sex trafficking, like anybody who has like any kind of a heart and a soul. I don't care what political party you vote for. I think all of us could agree that the US, United States should stop that. I mean, all the, like the war on terror, the war on everything. Wait a minute. How about the war on, on child sex trafficking? Like who's not against that? You know who's not against that? 
our government, I guess. Because why can't they stop it? You know, all the other things they, they, they go out to fight. It's like, because they don't like, it's allowed to happen. I mean, what else can you say? It's allowed to happen. Like I said, when you, when you make the, con- the connections between the powerful people in this country who are on that list, not just this country, all over the world, obviously in some very, some very ritzy places like, um, you know, Buckingham Palace, who are on that list. And once again, this stuff is allowed to happen because it happens. And again, where everybody's deafening silence. You know what I'm saying? Like they talk about the, the border security. That's what's important about the, uh, the border. It's like, I don't, like, obviously drugs, bad. What's worse is child sex trafficking. I mean, everybody is against that. Who's, who has any kind of a heart and a soul. But unfortunately, those aren't the people who run this place. You know? I mean, that, I think that's all you really need to know about, like, the kind of, the, who runs this world. Because if this place was good, I think that, I think we, I think we could do a pretty good job of getting rid of that stuff. It's, it's disgusting. But like I said, when, when you have like a Ghislaine Maxwell, do you guys remember her? Do you remember, do you remember when they made a joke about Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein didn't kill himself? Remember that was a joke? Just think who was actually laughing about that joke. I admit, I thought it was funny for a minute. And then I realized, you idiot. They just, they, somebody off that guy, no one's going to get in trouble now. And they made a joke about it. And every, you know, every idiot on the internet is laughing about it now. He's a punchline instead of like, hey, this, this, we should be out in front of every congressperson's house and saying, hey, like, um, do your jobs, you know, find out who did this, but they don't do it, do that. No, like I said, this, this is kind of like, this is what happens on the internet. Again, we already talked about like, so all these, like these, these websites like Snopes and PolitiFact and all these things, they're out here debunking memes. <laughs> they're probably going to, they're probably going to make a post later saying, this guy JT in his backwards hat was saying these things and it was like, well, there was no real evidence that all that stuff he said was true. And it's like, but we're not going to look into that. We're going to look and try to debunk him, even though this is not a court of law. That's what they do now. They go debunk means. Actually, I said I was, I, was, I, I can't even believe it. But like I said, I, I posted that video um, from the Tim, Tim Allen Santa Clauses where the elves say, we love Santa, except they didn't write, we love Santa. They put the little letters and it said, we love Satan. So a lot of people screenshotted just that one part and they it was a meme around the internet about Disney put this thing on here, we love Satan. And PolitiFact, okay, this is not a political story, but somehow this got out, they, they actually debunked that idea. Oh, it was actually a joke. They don't really love Satan. It was a joke. It was, a, it was, a, it was a play on words. It was play on the letters. It was actually, we love Santa. They spelled it wrong. That was the joke. Hey, well, you got to give your boy credit because I showed the whole clip. I said the joke, the joke really was that they really do love Satan. And they just told everyone. And then they said it was a joke. Ha ha. Right? Oh, it's just a joke. We were just kidding. Even though every other example of what they do is proves that 
that was true, right? Once again, they can tell the truth but in a joke. And hey, the joke's on us. Ha ha, Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, that's the joke. He didn't. So, so what happened to him, right? <laughs> well, I think we know, right? The real question is, who had motive? And the answer is, um, lots of people. Lots of really powerful ones. And then you had, what, Ghislaine Maxwell, right? So she got, okay, what did she get? I can't remember how much time she got in jail. Well, who else got arrested, right? Did anyone else get arrested? I mean, has anyone else been arrested since they had her? And didn't she have like a, um, I don't know, like probably a lot of incriminating evidence on lots of people? Um, no. Anyway, I found it, you know, I did find it interesting. It, right around the time of like her trial and her se- sentencing, this was when like the Johnny Depp stuff was like all out in the news, right? Do you remember, uh, remember like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Who can, I mean, can you tell when you're being played or not? Do you remember like the Will Smith slap? I mean, I can even, I can even bet you like this Kanye stuff. All the stuff going on with Kanye, it's like, this is a distraction from something else. I mean, these people are entertainers. I mean, why else was Amber Heard and Johnny Depp wanting to have a public trial like that? Because this was, probably because when you started uh, to like Google celebrity uh, trials, you weren't going to come up with just Lane Maxwell. You'd come up with like a, you know, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard talking about every disgusting thing they've ever done. Hey, guess what? They were, <laughs> they were both bad. There was, there was no, there was no good people involved in that trial. Gross. It's gross. But like I said, this, this is what it's about. This is about, it's about, yeah, exactly. I won't even say it, but you, the emoji says it all. That's right. <laughs> That's basically what it is. I think it really is. I mean, I, I, you, uh, I think back to that the movie Gladiator. Uh, did you guys see Gladiator with um, with Commodus? Uh, what was it? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. Russell Crowe. And Commodus is telling his sister, and he was just saying, or he was talking, telling one of the the senators. He was basically saying that this is what it's about. This is what Rome is was was the uh, arena it was the coliseum and it was like keep these people distracted and then i can do we can do whatever we want that's what's going on that's what's going on and you know the truth of the matter is it's it's biblical it's spiritual it's like if if you got if people didn't want these fleshly things if they didn't want these fleshly distractions they couldn't be distracted like this but they do you know, ultimately, that's what they do. You know, like I said, the even the garden could not be deceived unless she wanted what the serpent said to be correct. She wanted to be as gods. You know, she wanted to be a god. You know, like I said, she wasn't, she never doubted what God said. But obviously, she allowed herself to doubt it. Huh, maybe God didn't really mean that. Because the first thing the devil did was question God, right? Did God really say that? Yeah, question God's word. And once again, that's what people do all the time. 
As soon as you start to allow a little bit of that, start pulling that thread out of that sweater. And like I said, that's why as Christians, the word is the bread, it's the bread of life. And don't doubt, don't doubt any of it. Doubt any man who tells you there's something not true in there. Because obviously that's when you're about to get lied to. Well, I guess you're already lied to once he, once he starts telling you that. But obviously the next lie is going to be worse. Because it's going to get you to do something that, that obviously God doesn't want you to do. Read your Bible. Don't ever trust me. Hello, golly Sue. Yeah. Don't ever trust me. Be a Berarian. If I quote scriptures, you look them up. If I say anything I said that's in the Bible, you go look it up. Like I said, don't, don't trust, don't trust me. Don't trust anyone. Cause obviously I've, I've given that up a long time ago. You can ask for help, but you know what? Ask for confirmation. Ask for like, you know, if somebody tells you something's in the Bible, get the references, go look it up. Do not, do not trust anyone. Do not let somebody lead you that's not the good shepherd. Yeah, Baal worshippers. <laughs> I mean, like they say, they're open about it. Obviously, Baal, Moloch, same thing. You know, these people obviously, we talk about Balaam. The story of Balaam, when he tricked the Israelites into worshiping Baal of Peor. And of course, it involved sexual sins. They were put to death. So the real question is, wait, why did they get put to death if they were tricked? Well, they knew what they were doing was wrong. I guess they didn't realize they were worshiping Baal. And I think that's that's kind of the story here, right? You, the devil's allowed to trick you if you should have if you should have known better. You should know better. Obviously, God gave you a reason to know better. Yep. Amen. And so, what? So, what else? We have other questions that we have. I know we ta- we talked about um, golly, so I mean, this is this is how you can always get a question answered is ask about a video I made. So. I don't, I don't know if I may, I don't know if I talked about this on my lives before. So I mentioned the, of course, we're getting really conspiratorial here because this is, I tried to, I posted, I edited, I re-edited an old video and put it up on my, um, JT follows Jesus, my, my, my triple backup, my, my, my backup of my, of my backup. And I was trying to get that to a thousand followers just because, you know, you know, better be on the safe side. I feel like I was, Feeling a little shadow band ish on my main channel, so I'm like, you know what? Might as well try to just pump up some one of the old the, the the my smaller accounts. So I put this video out, and it was about the phoenix. Do you guys know the mythology of the phoenix? Well, everybody knows that the phoenix rises from ashes, correct? Right. Well, I guess we should talk. We should get into why why we're talking about the phoenix. Well, the phoenix is obviously a big symbol of you know, the Illuminati. It's a big symbol of like these secret societies. The Phoenix rises from the ashes. Now, the real truth is most people don't know that the Phoenix is actually willingly allows itself to be burned. It actually builds its own funeral pyre, you know, funeral pyre, like a, you know, like you'd always see in those kind of like, I don't know, pagan religions, they would burn themselves. Like, like they burn dead bodies. They like you know put them down a river or something like that. They would build a big old pile of sticks and they put the body on there and they would burn it. That's a funeral pyre. So that's what the phoenix did. A mythical bird that was burned, and he wasn't just burned by anybody. 
He was burned by a, he would burn himself to Apollo, the sun god. The sun god would burn the phoenix, and then the phoenix would rise from the ashes. And of course, it'd be better than before. It'd be like obviously flaming bird. Looks pretty cool. I mean, I'll give it that. It is kind of a cool. It is a cool kind of thing. But like when you realize that it's a symbol. And once again, I talked about Manly P. Hall saying that the symbols are the language. The symbols transcend our normal language because because they're because it's not because the symbols aren't limited by language, right? There's also the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns obviously missed out on a golden opportunity to have a bird as a logo and not a I mean like a or a, as a mascot instead of a gorilla, though. What about that? But but I digress. So so why are we talking about the Phoenix? Well, because the USS New York, you guys heard about this ship. So the USS New York was commissioned a year after the September 11th tragedy, right? There was a tragedy in New York City, obviously, September September 11th, 2001. And so when after the buildings came down, and we don't even really have to, well, I guess we'll have to get into that a little bit. The buildings came down, and so there, you know, obviously there's a lot of you know support behind the people of New York. Good. That was actually that was probably one of the best things that could happen out of this stuff is the fact that the nation actually did kind of come together for a brief moment where it seemed like, hey, we kind of understand like there's more important things like each other. They're supporting people who like first responders and all this stuff. That was a good thing. But okay, so what they did was they so they took steel from the trade centers, they melted it down. And I remember what the article actually said was they melted down a symbolic amount of the the metal from the trade centers and used it to create the hull for the USS New York. Okay, so they made it for the ship. And so what they did was they put an emblem on there. Of course, they put a symbol on this on this ship. Do you know what the symbol was? It was a phoenix. So a phoenix was on the ship in the USS New York. And literally on the back of the, the, the ship, they had a picture of the phoenix on the funeral pyre. And they had the two towers in the background. And it was literally in a triangle. Like it was, a, it was on a pyramid. And I'm like, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, that is so... I know, like I said, I knew what people would say. It's an eagle. It's not a, it's not a phoenix. Well, there's literally fire on it. It's on fire. So if if you actually go with the with the conventional wisdom, the conventional take about that story, that those buildings fell down because of fire. Like uh the set like the building 7 fell because of fire. So, it's kind of offensive if that's really what happened that they would put an eagle on fire as the logo of that ship, right? Am I wrong about that? That seems offensive, right? If that if it was truly an accident and people died in a fire, well, that's offensive, right? At the very least. Okay, so here's the other option. It's not an eagle. It's a phoenix. And like I said, the mythology of the phoenix was that it willingly allowed itself to be sacrificed in order to get a reward from Apollo, the sun god. Okay, so now we bring it back to Revelation 9 11 
in the 9-11 memorial. Two big holes in the ground. 9-11, Revelation 9-11, they have his king over them. The king, the, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose Greek, or in Hebrew his name is Abaddon, but in Greek he is called Apollyon. Apollo, the, the destroyer, the sun god. That's, so he's connected with the phoenix. Okay, so now you have the phoenix. I said, I said, you can go look at, you can look at some pictures of the memorial. They literally lit up like they're on fire. So they're, they're on fire. Like literally, that's what it looks like. The, the hole in the ground looks like it's on fire. Go look it up. I'm not making any of that stuff up. So the phoenix rises from the ashes, correct? Well, like I said, it's, it sounds like a, you could say like, oh yeah, well, that's a good thing. Like we're making the best of this situation. We made, we got this new ship. Isn't that great? And it's fighting the war on terror because obviously that's why these buildings fell. And also we got this new tower, which is called the One World Trade Center. Okay, so you had so basically they got these two things out of these two things. And yeah, I mean, so obviously if the Phoenix is the symbol, and we know these people believe in symbols, well, that's they just told you. They just told you. Like I said, these people will lie with their lips. If you asked them the question, they would lie. They would say it was an eagle. They'd say whatever they needed to say. The symbol told you the truth. That's what it matters. That's actually the truth right there. So at this point, and of course, like I said, the connections with this stuff are so deep when you keep looking into it. So it was what I found very fascinating was that the... Um, so I didn't know this. I live in a Navy town. Apparently, they don't name ships after um, states anymore. They name submarines. So the governor had to get a special exemption to get a New York in there, right? Like, it, so to get a USS New York back in the fleet. Well, there used to be a USS New York. Okay. Let's talk about that. That the old USS New York. Now, this is, like I said, this is stuff where, like, you can't make up. And actually, I got to give my mom credit for this because actually she found, she found this and she sent it to me, I think, after I made that video. The, the original USS New York was commissioned, I think it was May 1st, which is like May Day, which is obviously like a big deal, uh, 1911. So, so, so yeah, so the, the ship was commissioned on that day. And you know when they started building it? The first day they started construction of the, the, the first USS New York, September 11th, 1911, September 9-11, you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make it up. And so you know what happened to the old USS New York? And, and like I said, the story doesn't end there. You know what they did with the old USS New York? They actually, we sunk the USS New York. They took it off the coast of Hawaii and they used it for nuclear target practice. They literally sunk it with, by our own Navy with nuclear bombs. So the real, so the original USS New York is on the bottom of the ocean and we sunk it. So. And, you know, there's some there's some theorists who believe that there might have been a, like a small nuclear 
thing device that could have been involved in you know the destruction of the original towers so just saying just saying that's a lot that's a lot there right this the, there's a lot of 911s involved in there isn't there lots of them too too weird too weird to all be coincidences i don't believe there's such a thing as a nuclear bomb or nuclear power um Okay. There's there's something that blow there's there's powerful bombs. Obviously there's there's you know I don't know. I don't understand it all. Like I said, I haven't I haven't made one. I've never actually seen it blown up, but I mean I've seen you know <laughs> I know they have powerful bombs. Like that's I I'm sure of that. Uh but yeah. I don't know guys. I mean what do you guys think? Do you think that that's like am I is like does anyone want to say nah uh? You know? <laughs> this is your opportunity to say nah uh. Randy, what what do you mean the science doesn't add up? I don't I don't I don't get it. Oh, it's Bruce Moore. It's one of my favorite um haters. Hey Bruce, what um what's unscientific or what's unsupportable? I didn't say this is, well, first of all, there's a lot of evidence. I just laid out a lot of evidence. Now, you don't see it as proof, but you know, those are two different things. Like, right, I, once again, if you don't want to believe, you won't believe anything, right? You know, you won't believe unless somebody showed you, right? I don't hate you. I don't hate you, but I mean, there's a reason you keep showing up in my in my live feed all the time, and you just like... Like you kind of, it's kind of like just being a hater. I mean, like I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, why don't you want to believe um, what's what's plain and obvious? Like I said, do you want to deny anything about the the myth, the, the Phoenix mythology? Do you know what? The, am I wrong about anything I said about the Phoenix? Do you know what it means? Why why is there Phoenix on the on the ship, Bruce? Okay, it's a symbol. Symbols have meanings, right? You know. The, the, the people who were Freemasons said that the symbols have meanings. What exactly is plain and obvious? Uh, what's plain and obvious is that you add nothing to these conversations and uh, I don't know why you're here. That, that's what's obvious. As obvious, I'm, I'm questioning why you're here when you just say no. I guess I, guess I did. <laughs> you know what? I apologize. I actually did give give you guys the opportunity to say nuh-uh. So Bruce is here to say nuh-uh. Thank you, Bruce, for uh, adding that to the conversation. Um, yeah, symbols and sh- symbols change and morph over time. Actually, Bruce, that's the... See, that's where you're wrong. You know, this is, this is actually like when you actually look into these things. That's actually what mainly P. Hall said they don't. That was the point, is that symbols don't morph and change over time. The symbols are the same. The symbols transcend language and time. They trans they transcend peoples in the world. So when you see a symbol, it means the same thing it always did. But guess what? It doesn't mean anything to the to the ignorant. If you don't know what it means, you don't know what it means. They can tell you. That's the whole point: is they lie to you. They show you the symbol. The symbol is the truth, and then they can lie to you about it later. You've been lied to. I'm trying to tell you the truth but you don't want to believe. Like, this is what they say. 
This is what they say. This is what the Bible says. This is what happened. This is what's happened since then. Hello? You know what I was actually thinking about recently was the fact that, okay, so obviously you start getting into the 9-11 stuff. What happened to the war on terror? Have we heard about that recently? Um, I guess, I guess you know what? Now the new threat is in outer space, right? Because that's where, this, that's where all the money they're trying to get for the Pentagon is, right? Like the Pentagon is pushing all this like this, this space sphere, like the, the space sphere for the space force. But I guess we haven't got to the point where the war and terror is in space yet, right? So I guess, I guess there's not enough money left you know, to fight those, those kind of wars. So they need the space force. The space force is where the money's at. But like I said, did we, did they declare victory on, you know, the, um, the war on terror? And I just didn't hear about it because I don't think they actually stopped these. I mean, like what changed, right? Oh gosh. You know that, you know, like I said, I guess, I guess what's his name actually did say, uh, mission accomplished years ago. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, like I said, Bruce is funny because he's like, he's, he shows, actually, I had to mute him the other night. He continues to show up. I mean, maybe he's going to find Jesus one day. I, I pray he does. I'll, to, I'll pray for you, Bruce. You know, you obviously do enjoy my lives, I guess, because you, you, you do continue to show up. You know, maybe you're looking for the good word. I hope so. I hope he sticks around for the, for the Bible study tonight. It's a good one. Of course, they're always good because they come from the Bible. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm saying like, I mean, once again, when you when you're like when your business is war and war, you know, like you need wars to fight. You need a threat. So it's like, hey, don't worry. Give us your money. We'll protect you. I mean, that's once again, I mean, I, I think that that's the, our best teacher besides the Lord Jesus Christ in, in the word of God is history. So I think that's the whole point is like looking back at things. And I think that that's, that's actually been a, a big part of like the, the kind of content I've made. That's why I like to go backwards. I mean, I'm like, I, I do like to go backwards and, and see the stuff they've shown us when, you know, when they actually tell you what they're going to do. And then later you see what happens. You ever heard the, you ever heard the, uh, the, the phrase, follow the money. Okay, who benefited? You know, that's another good way to look at things. When you see like these, these, these conflicts, you see like a tragedy. Well, who benefited? You know, like who got rich during this stuff? That's, you know, that's a good question to ask, right? Who benefited from the things that happened? And obviously the war industrial complex always seems to benefit. The banks seem to benefit pretty well, you know? You know, guys, the, the merchants of the world, we don't even, you know, you guys all know who they are. They seem to continue to get richer, right? As we, gosh, I went and bought groceries tonight. Oh my gosh, groceries are so expensive right now. Hey guys, don't worry. The gas prices are down like 25 cents compared to like wherever they were. But the groceries still continue to go up. The groceries are expensive. I mean, you could like you could avoid driving for a while. You can't. Well, I mean, I guess you can avoid eating, but I mean, it's like it's it's tougher. Let's just put it that way. It's 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 harder to stop uh, to stop eating. 
It's so it's this is, it's that's troubling. Yes. Well, like I said, I think that I mean, obviously that that was kind of one of my my initial real big videos was the nine eleven stuff. And when you realize that George, you know, the the real original George Bush talked about the new world order, then um, that thing that thing happened. The next day, I guess it was it, um, Congressman Gary Hart goes out there and says, hey, remember remember what this guy's dad said? Remember our president's dad, what he said? We should do that. <laughs> we should take, we should, we should use this tragedy to do that. And then every, and pretty much everything since then has moved us forward to that goal. Once again, I always, I, I go back to Psalm 2. When it say, why did the people's plot in vain? The kings and rulers take counsel together to uh, to conspire against the Lord. You know, to conspire against God. They're trying to, to burst the bonds of God. They're going to conspire against, uh, you know, God and his anointed. But the good news about that that uh, psalm is that Jesus gets the, the inheritance of the nations. My son, you, I've begotten you today. I'll give you the inheritance of the nations and we win. We win because Jesus Christ wins. So that's why we don't lose heart. But I mean, again, that is that is biblical. That is once again, that was that that prophecy, I believe, is about the Antichrist. You know, the it's the it's a prophetic about the, the Antichrist in the uh then then times. It's always about like this is what they're trying to do. They the rulers, I believe, like the, the principalities, powers. Are conspiring together with the people here, the kings of the earth, and they continue to try to build their Tower of Babel, get their new world order back, to try to get. They want Babylon back. And I mean, we're getting here. We're close. We are close, guys. But yeah, so I mean, obviously, that's my spiel on uh, the 9 11 video. Um, all the other yeah, royal families. Again, we we talk about the bloodlines. We talk about, um, yeah. Amen. Uh, Hannah, that the the script is it is the scripture. I mean that I think that's the that should be the comforting thing when you when you look at the bad things that are happening, and it's and it's hard to see a silver lining to it. But the positive is is that these things were written. This this was prophesied. And obviously, it eventually leads to our redemption. And I think that's that's the comforting thing that is like it points to a sovereign God who uses wicked people to fulfill his prophecies. And that's how you know it's true. Because, you know, if you really think about it, it's like what God asks us to do is just be faithful over little, go out and love each other, you know, do what's right. He doesn't say, oh, I wrote these things down. Now, you Christians need to go do this. For, you need to like. What is those people who are like um, the seven mountain mandate, like the um, the Bethel Church people of it? We need to take these seven mountains. We need to basically take this world over so then Jesus can come back and rule over it. We don't need to do that. God didn't ask us to do that. God is not asking us to stop the new world order. God is asking us to not be a part of it. God is asking us to be set apart. You know, God is asking to pray. He's asking us to preach. He's asking us to love. He's not asking us to do all the things. I mean, so when you start to see that that the wicked people are fulfilling his prophecies, that is, should be comforting because that's sovereign, right? Because if they don't believe in what God says, 
Why are they doing what he says? Because the devil and his and his angels can only do what God allows him to do. You know? Why did Pharaoh like I said, why did Pharaoh not just let the people go? And not and not let the plagues of Egypt happen? Because God hardened Pharaoh's heart because he was going to use his rebellion against him. He was going to use his his rebellion for our favor, to show his power, to show everyone he's God, and eventually save us. So that's why we don't lose heart. And that's that is a good thing. Yeah, so I mean that's always the positive part. Is Randy what is Randy saying over here? Satan was given dominion over the earth. This is not Satan. I mean, honestly, I don't know where um I know that I know the Bible does say that Satan is the god of this world, but I don't know that he's got dominion over it. I think that men worship him and have given him dominion, but I don't think that obviously the Lord is going to restore his like he's he's got the inheritance. Jesus Christ is the heir. So his inheritance is the nations. Like I said, Psalm 2. Read it. So obviously at one point, it's kind of like he's given a short amount of time to do a thing. Like I said, the devil is doing this because he's being allowed to. But he's not going to like it's not going to last. And even you think about it, like so obviously my brother mentioned it and it's it is worth noting that that the king, like the 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 wicked people on this earth, are like trying. They're so, they're working so hard to get this antichrist in in charge, right? They're trying to get their king. They're trying to get their king out of the bottomless pit. I mean, obviously, for all we know, they're trying to do it at CERN. They're trying to get this thing to happen, and then he's only given us such a short amount of time to do his thing. And then he's going to be funneled into the, uh, the valley of Je- Jehoshaphat. And the Lord Jesus is going to come down with a sword. And he's going to call the birds. He's going to say, birds, gather around. Because you're going to get to feast on all kinds of wicked people. It's crazy. Like I said, all, all that work, and it's just like, when he comes back, the hearts of men will fail. I mean, it's crazy. I was just reading, I was reading in Joel today. And yeah, just, I mean, <laughs> there's some graphic stuff about the day of the Lord. And it's just like, yeah, just thinking like, he's going to, all these people are going to be, are going to come to the, the Valley of Jehoshaphat. It's, it's kind of crazy when you think about that. Like, that like, they know, obviously the, the enemy knows God's word. They knows what he's saying is true. I mean, that's how wicked, you know, the enemy is, is because he's deceiving men into believing they have a chance against this. The The dragon has no illusions that he can stop Jesus at the end. He knows what's going to happen. So obviously anybody he's trying to, it's kind of like, the again, once again, in the, the serpent in the garden. Did God really say that? He knows that God really said that. He knows what how the story ends. So if you follow him, if you follow him, He's not the good shepherd. The, you know, the, the good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. The wicked servant is only he's, he's only here to, to to rob, kill, and destroy, to murder. He's evil. You know, he definitely has no. He doesn't have your best interests in mind. That's. Let's just say, at the very least, at the very least. But yeah, guys, if you guys don't have any um any questions, or if we don't have any more nuh-uhs, um, 
we can uh, we can we can read into the Bible study. Do you guys want to read the Bible study? This is a I, I want to say this is a good one because, like I said, all the I, all the Bible studies are good. What about what about the jewelry? Wait a minute, you asking me? I was going to do the Bible study. What, what do you mean? What about what about which jewelry? You want to be um? Now people are down for the Bible. People like the Bible study. Are people enjoying the Bible study? You know, I want to, I'll, I'll say this, like, you know what, this has actually been, it's been a good thing for me because I like, I love coming on here, but it actually has forced me to like really obviously, you know, prepare something. And I, and I feel like it's got to be, and I feel like obviously the first couple of ones, I thought they were pretty, they're pretty solid. And, um, yeah, but like the, like, I, so I felt like I, I, I got to at least kind of keep it up to that level. And obviously, you know, maybe I won't go on as much because I, I feel like I feel now I have to. That's what I got to prepare for more than just obviously talking about like the wicked stuff. And honestly, I feel like that is a um, that's helped me because I think sometimes it is like the looking into the dark stuff all the time is 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 gross and it's disturbing and it doesn't give you like the proper balance in your life. So. You know, I know that we all, we, we like to be conspiracy theorists, right? Like, we like, I know you guys probably wouldn't follow me if you didn't like seeing some of the stuff, to, like understanding kind of how the enemy's working. But you know what, like, here, here's something I'll just leave with you guys for right now. And we'll, we'll probably, well, we might have to do a full Bible study topic about it, is the fact that you can know what all the conspiracies are, but if you don't have Jesus like this is the important. This is the important part, and this is and this is why I hope you guys always stay for this because, like, this is the important part. Because, like I said, you could know all the bad things. It's like what even Paul says: you could you could know all the mysteries of the world, but if you don't have love, you don't have anything. So obviously, if you don't have Jesus, it won't it won't matter. So so this is there, this really is the this is the important part of all of it. So so yeah, I hope you guys. I'm I'm glad you guys are uh, digging this stuff. Let me see. Let me look in here. If I can get my screen. Oh, this is like, see, I know it's backwards for you guys, and I guess so. This might be helpful, but I thought this might be better if I can read it in this in such a way. Well, whatever. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it like this. <laughs> but yes. So tonight is the um, the Bible study I wanted to do was out of Matthew 18. And I mentioned, of course, I mentioned this one. Of course, I mentioned a lot of these because these are the ones that, that helped me. Was this is about the the forgiveness? This is about like the one about the um, the king who forgave the debt of the the servant. So I think I think in my Bible it talked about the un the unforgiveness of the wicked servant. And so we're going to read right from Matthew eighteen. And I better take a drink of water because I'm I sound parched. Yes, we're going to go to Matthew 18, and it says, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will, will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Which is interesting, of course, we talked about like the numbers in the Bible. Seven, a number completion. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70, 77 times. Or is it 70 times 77? Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished a servant to settle accounts with the servant. When he began to settle, 
One brought him, one him owed him 10,000 talents. Since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold. And his wife and his children and all that he had, and a payment had to be made. So the servant was on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me. I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him his debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he refused and he put him into prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw that he had what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported the master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So guys, this... You know, I guess this is this is always one. I mean, like this, this is what it's all about. You have to forgive, and I and I think the I think the important part is like we said. It's funny I was saying like seven is a number of completion, like seventy is another a number of completion. So I think he even said like some translation said seventy times seven. So it's like it's like you ever like remember when you're a kid and you're like infinity plus affinity, infinity times affinity. There's no like. You have to forgive as many times as you're, as you're wronged. You have to forgive. But I think the important part of it was you saying like, you have to forgive your brother from your heart. Do you guys, do you guys ever have this conversation with your kids that like, <laughs> like I always tell them, it's like, like, I don't want you to say you're sorry. I want you to be sorry. Like, I want you to not want to do it again. Like it's like it's got to be out of your heart, and I think that obviously it's like when you become a parent, you kind of understand it. Where it's like, I don't want to punish you only up to the point of you like learning the lesson. You know, that's what grace is about, right? Is the fact that you forgive, like you know, like you give them a second chance because you want them to understand why what they did was wrong in the first place. That's what God's trying to do for us. It's like that's why, like He obviously doesn't condemn us of our sins. Because he's like, he wants you to start getting it. He wants you to understand why you don't, why you shouldn't do it again. That is what the grace is for. It's not to be abused all the time. Because again, just like when you, when your kid doesn't get it, he just says he's sorry. God wants you to be sorry. Doesn't want you to say you're sorry. He wants you to be sorry. You know, like you want, like it, repenting is about like changing your mind, like changing like your heart, like trying to be, trying to do better. And so, obviously, you know, the parable is pretty simple to understand. If we, are the, if we are the servant of the king, the king is obviously God the Father. You know, God the Father or Jesus Christ himself. Take your pick. It's, it's one or the other. But obviously, I guess the Father is the good one in here because it's like it mentioned, because Jesus always mentions the Father being the one to forgive. And when you pray, pray to the Father. And of course, so I, you know, I like I like keeping it simple, you know. We did a parable parable from Jesus. Let's cross reference this other stuff that Jesus mentioned. And so I went into Luke six, and it says, "Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, 
and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it, the measure will back to you. So it's like very, very simple. Like do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. It's like, what do you want from God? Like, what do you want God to do for you? Do that for other people. Like, you know what I mean? Like we want, like I said, we always say like, we want more grace. Like, like even this, I mean, this is, this is a tough, this is a tough topic to talk about. We talked about the Balencia stuff at the beginning. Pray for them. You know, pray for them. I, I really do feel like it's like it, it gets down to like that stuff where it's like you want to think that everyone can come back from every wicked thing they did. You know, like you like you I feel like that's what you want in your heart to believe that, you know, what's an interesting topic is what's on um, like Netflix is the the Jeffrey Dahmer series. And you can kind of see like I, this might be a pretty good litmus test of like who 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 gets it or not. So Jeffrey Dahmer, if you guys aren't aware, he actually had a um, he had a like an interview with you know one of the major news networks, and he was professing Christ. And of course, a lot of people asked, "Was Jeff, Do you think Jeffrey Dahmer is in heaven?" I hope he is. I hope he is. I I listened to what he said. He sounded genuine, and it's like I think that's a that's what you want. You know what I mean? It's like. Of course, does he deserve to be forgiven? No, but none of us do. Like, you know what I mean? That's the whole point, that none of us deserve to be forgiven. And I think that is what it, like, w- when you understand that, you get it. Like, the, you like you don't deserve it. Like, that's the whole point. We, we, could, we couldn't deserve the grace and the mercy that God's given us. And that is why that we want that for other people, no matter who it is. You know what I mean? It's it's obviously more difficult when it's when when somebody's doing it to you. And I think that is really always what it's about though. It's cuz it's like it's it's so easy to like to do it in theory, but when you see it right to, like when somebody's doing it right to you, but you got to really think about it like that I always think like the best example of it is is when when Jesus is praying to the Father as he's getting beaten crucified and he's saying, "Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do." And I and I really do feel I feel like that that's like a prayer for kind of us all. It's like that if they really knew, you know, it's kind of like did the people know they were crucifying Jesus? Yes. Did they know he who he was? No. Should they have known? Yes. But they didn't. They didn't know. And obviously, that's what Jesus means. If they knew, if they knew all of what they were doing, you know, if they could really see all of it, then they they wouldn't have been doing it, right? Yeah, so we got, so, oh, where did my thing go? Okay, so I said, we go back into, and I think this is, it's funny because we talked about this earlier, too. And I think it's so funny that the, the things that Jesus tells us to do are so succinct and they, and they apply everywhere. And so we talked about, like, the, you know, John 6 and, like, Jesus being the bread of life, right? He's the, he's the bread of life. And so we pray for our daily bread. But again, once again, you go into the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus is telling people, you really think about it when he says, pray like this. When Jesus says, pray like this, that's how I pray now. Like, I, I started to pray like that. I mean, obviously, I obviously I pray more than that, but I like, I pray of, of you know, I, I kind of make sure I say those things because 
that's kind of the order I like to do my prayer. So it's like, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespassers as we forgive those who trespass against us. Because like, so we forgive, we ask for forgiveness as we forgive other people. And obviously when you pray that every night, you do think about the things that people did to you. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, obviously I think about the people usually on my, on my lives who, are, who mock and obviously who are, you know, I want them to get it. You know, I really do. I really do pray for the people that come on here because I really think like I try to represent myself as, as good as I can. Sometimes I sometimes I look back and I wish I could do better, but I want people to get it. You know, like I, I want to believe that the people were, were in here, even if they're in here to mock. I guess it, what is it like apathy would be worse. Apathy would be if they didn't show up at all. But obviously they came here for some reason. So, you know, pray for them. Yeah, and it's, of course, it's saying, like, lead us not into temptation, you know, and deliver us from evil. You know, and then thine is the, the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. And, of course, it's, it's, such a, it's such a good thing to just remember. It's like that's kind of what that's what it's all about. It's like we're praying to the Father. We're asking for our daily bread. And I'm always asking for something like obviously the something God said to me to stick in my heart. You know, basically, like write this thing on my heart so I'll know it. Whether I read it or not, obviously there's something I read that will stick with me. And then, yeah, you, you ask for forgiveness and then you try to forgive everybody. You know, do what you're supposed to. Ask, ask God to not lead you into temptation and to deliver you from evil. And it's all about his kingdom to come, you know. And so what, so what it actually says, and I think it's, it's um, right after that, because I had, didn't go much further than the Lord's Prayer when it says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others' trespasses, neither will your, for- your Father forgive your trespasses. So obviously it's all right there. It's like the king forgave our debt, which was greater. The debt that we were forgiven is much greater than the debt that somebody else gave to us or were owed to somebody else. We need to forgive them. You know, I think that's it's, and of course, when you think about debt and stuff like that, it, you know, we do talk about, rec, you know, you can even think about regular money. Do not give, do not loan people money, especially, this is like a, just a common lesson between friends. It's like, if you loan like a friend money, just, just kind of just think like you're giving it to him because if you expect it back, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's the kind of rift that can happen. So like, be willing to forgive it, whether, you know, like obviously just pray like, you know, you'll just know you'll never, you might not ever see it again. That'll be fine because you know what? Like that's the kind of heart you want. And I think that was the, that's the important part is like I said, that Jesus said in that parable, you're supposed to forgive that person in your heart. And remember like, that's what it, once again, that's what it always comes down to. It's not like, don't just say the words. So obviously when you pray to God for, for, ask for forgiveness, don't just pray the words, you know, ask for forgiveness, like, because you want to be forget, like you want to be better. You, you, you know, you want to feel better. You, you want to do better. You want grace so you can, you can make those wrongs right the next day. You know, we all, we all, we all want to get there, right? Like we, we all want to get there and we should want everyone to get there. Like I said, Jesus, you know, God takes no pleasure in the punishment of the wicked. He wants repentance. He wants, 
you know, like the, the God is God is is slow. He's patient. He's like he's not slow to fulfill his promises. Like Peter says, he's patient, wanting that no one should perish. And I think that's how we need to be as well. I think sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Is like that sometimes we have in our in our minds like, well, God's going to punish them, right? You know, so like, don't worry, like the, the, God's going to punish them. But you know what? When you when you think about it like that. It's like if you if you're praying for their punishment one day, it's like you remember like it took you a long time to get it, didn't it? That's what you always have to remember. Like, do you remember you? Do you remember if somebody said was praying for you to be punished? It's like eventually you got it. So really you want to pray that God has patience with them and they get it and they get there too. And I and I really do think I really do believe that. That like you could imagine some of the most wicked person. It's like if you really saw them changed, you know, if you really saw them like the Apostle Paul went from like Saul of Tarsus killing Christians to like Holy Spirit filled, just like just preaching, loving, just willing to endure everything for Jesus. I mean, that is pretty amazing. Like I said, Jeffrey Dahmer, anybody, it's like that's the power of God. And I think that that's the kind of stuff that should encourage us. And I think that's what we should that we should always be wanting that. Was, well, uh, yo, boy. Well, I, I was I was talking out of uh, Matthew eighteen. Matthew eighteen was the the was about the the unforgiving servant, and then Matthew uh, sixteen is where the Lord's prayer was. I I quoted out of Luke six, and it was all about you know forgiveness. But yeah, check out check that out. But anyways, of course, like I said, I'll I'll I you know it really really stinks. And I don't know, because <laughs> that was funny how I just said that, because I wanted to say something else. Um, my last live did not, I could not actually um, retrieve it. Like, the, the file was corrupt. I don't know what, I don't know why. Of course, I'm like, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I don't know why the live didn't actually um, thing. So, I couldn't clip the live. I always say, I always put these things on YouTube. I, I wasn't able to put the last one on YouTube because it did, the, it was corrupt. But I, I'm trying some different. I'm like actually screen recording this one on my other phone. So, um, but if you guys, so everything should work out, I think, this time. Hopefully, hopefully we've got some backstops. But if you guys missed this live or any part of this live, click the link tree, subscribe to me on YouTube, and you'll be able to watch this later because I'll, I'll put the whole thing up sometime tomorrow, likely. And um, yeah, and eventually, like I said, I've been, what I've been doing is I've been clipping the Bible study off the end you know, like for like later, you know, I put the whole live up in one long show. And then I, um, but then later I'll, I'll, I'll make a separate video with just, just the Bible study. So you guys are always welcome to check out the Bible studies. Um, but yeah, you guys hit the link tree, please. Uh, you know, follow me on all the things. Um, and like telegram, like, of course I answered some questions from telegram tonight and, um, follow me on IG you know, I, t- I talked about a, a video I made on my backup account. That's uh, at JT Follows Jesus. I actually follow, I put another video on another backup channel at, uh, at JT. Uh, oh, no, it's at JC's Coming Back. I forgot my own backup channel's name. And of course, you guys already know what my main channel is. So um, share all the things, follow all the backups, because obviously <laughs> I probably said a bunch of stuff that they probably didn't like tonight. And, um, you know, we're only probably a couple true things away from getting banned so so please uh, please uh follow me guys but um 
But yeah, guys, I love you guys. Yeah, I love you too, Toes in the Sand. I love all you guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoy tonight. And um, yes, I will be guys seeing you guys soon. And um, love y'all. You know, maybe they are trying to build a portal to hell at CERN. Focus 2 is out, guys. Finally. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. There's nothing new under the sun.